Welcome to Let's Talk Frog. Okay, welcome to this episode of the Let's Talk Brock podcast. I'm your host, Liam Nielsen, and joining me today on the podcast is Vicki Bendis. And typically what I like to do at the top of the show is run down a few of the accomplishments, current positions that our guest uh, has uh, to share today. But Vicki, I'm actually going to let you do that yourself, because when I was reading through your list of things that you've accomplished in your career and positions, titles you've had, I was pretty overwhelmed by like the, sh- the scope and the size of it. So I'm going to let you give yourself a little bit of an intro here. All right. Well, I'll, I'll do my best. I'm not always so good at pumping my tires. So I'll just uh, I'll give you the, the cliff notes version. So uh, I'm from Wasaga Beach, Ontario, so a smaller town uh, up north. Uh, I went to university at Mercyhurst, uh, which is an NCAA school uh, in the States. And I, I went there to, to play hockey. So growing up, uh, I played pretty much every sport under the sun, but Hockey was always my my number one passion, and uh, I was able to to go to to the NCAA on a on a full scholarship and, and do my undergraduate studies down there. And uh, when I uh, was in, I think my junior year, I, I was able to uh, earn a spot on on the national women's program senior team. And so after school, I kind of had to make a decision whether I wanted to pursue hockey or or start my career. And I chose to to pursue hockey. So I spent the next um, three years as a, as a full-time athlete um, with our, our national senior team. And when you're with the national program, it's, uh, it's not a centralized program, so we're not with the team year-round. We're just with the team for uh, tournaments and, and events. So I was actually living, living in um, the GTA area, playing in the CWHL, and then um, going to, to national team camps and tryouts. And 2012, I was fortunate, fortunate to, to make a world championship team, and we happened to, to win that year. Uh, which was which was pretty special. Um, and then I stayed on with the the program until 2014, um, and then decided to to be, begin my masters here at Brock. So I started my masters here uh, in 2014 and did a, a masters in kinesiology. Finished that in 2016 2017. And just as I was finishing up, um, Steve Lidstone, who was formerly a, a manager of sport performance at McMaster. Um, got a position here and started our sport performance program here and I was kind of here right place right time and uh Steve hired me on and now I'm I've been here since 2016 as a, as a full-time lead sport performance coach I, I'm responsible for our men's and women's hockey teams and then our men's and women's soccer teams I think you pumped your tires pretty well I would say <laughs> definitely a better job than I would have done um, but I want to dive a little bit more in depth into a few of the things that you mentioned there. Starting out, and I know you had a little bit of a more of a roundabout way coming to Brock than a lot of people that come on this show. I always ask sort of when you were in grade 12, what led you to Brock? But obviously uh, you headed down to the States to play uh, at Mercyhurst. And I know this isn't the Let's Talk Mercyhurst podcast, but mm-hmm. I want to go a little bit deeper into uh, you were a varsity athlete there on the hockey team. So what was that balance like? I know you're in kinesiology at that university. So what was that sort of a student athlete balance like for you uh, during your grad? Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, those were some of the best four years uh, of my life, you know, heart hands down. It's uh, being able to, to play hockey and represent your school at the university level is something that's, that's really, really special. Um, Our school in particular, uh, Mercyhurst is a smaller school. So only about um, three, 3,000, 3,500 people. And hockey was the only division one sport on campus. So men's and women's hockey were the only division one sports on campus. Um, so that meant that we kind of got a, a lot of uh, attention on campus and a lot of support, 
which was which was great. A lot of our games, uh, our building was full. We got support because it was a smaller town. We got a lot of support from the community as well, and and our team was quite good. So we we had the chance to compete for some for some frozen fours and and almost won um, two of them. So it was um, you know an amazing four years. And you know I'm I'm pretty nerdy too, so I, I like school. So you know when you go to university and you're a student athlete and you like school, you know you get to do something you love playing hockey. But if you also like school, then you're kind of doing just you're just doing the things you like. And the nice thing I find found too about being a varsity athlete was everything's so structured, you know, your day's so structured, you have class at this time, you have practice at this time, you have games on weekends, it's everything is very structured. And um, it allows you to stay in a, in a really nice routine. And um, that was one thing that I found after I, I stopped playing hockey and um, uh, stopped school for a little while was I when I lost that structure, uh, I, I had a trouble getting things done. Um, and, and I missed it. So it's when you're a student athlete, you know, there's, you're certainly busy and there's a lot going on. You learn time management really quickly, but it's also a very kind of like simple time in your life. Cause you don't really need to make decisions. All your decisions are kind of made for you, you know, where you have to be, when you have to be there and you know what you need to do. Yeah. I can imagine it's probably like a, you don't know how good, how good you've got it until it's gone type of thing, but Absolutely. sticking on, sticking on hockey here for a little bit, you mentioned hockey Canada and some of your other playing experiences. So I want to go back to the uh, 2012 World Championship gold medal run that you mentioned. First of all, congratulations on that. I know it was 10 years ago, but never too late for a congrats. <laughs> uh, so what are some standout memories from that run for you? What was that whole experience like, if you can sum it up in, uh, in a few minutes here? Yeah, well, just that, that whole year. So 2011 to, to 2012, that was my first year out of university. And um, when I was graduating, when I was a senior, I was kind of, I was really waffling on what I wanted to do, like whether I wanted to move forward into my career or whether I wanted to try to pursue um, making a world championship team and maybe making an Olympic team in the future. Um, and I decided in my senior year that I wanted to pursue hockey. So that, that first year, um, you know, I trained my tail off. I just, I fully dumped myself into it and being able, being named to that world championship team was, you know, validated a lot of that, that work, not just that year, but, but all of my years kind of leading up to it. Um, so, you know, it was incredibly, incredibly special. And it was, it happened to be uh, in Burlington, Vermont. So relatively close by, I had a lot of um, family that was able to, to come and, and support me. And, you know, they were there every step of my way through my career and getting to share that with them was, was amazing. And uh, honestly, the, the tournament itself, it's, it's all a blur. I don't remember a ton from it. I remember, I do remember the gold medal game. Uh, it was just a crazy back and forth game with the Americans and we ended up winning in overtime. And I just, remember hopping the boards and joining the pile up. And after that, I don't remember much, but uh, it was, yeah, it was, it's definitely the the highlight of my career. Did it, uh, did it make it a little bit sweeter beating the Americans in the gold medal game? Was that uh, sort of, yeah, I mean, especially on their home soil too, right. That, uh, that makes it a little bit better. Yeah. That always sort of adds to it. I mean, <laughs> even just looking at like the, the men's soccer team now qualify, trying to qualify for the world cup, they just not to date this podcast, but just recently took down, the USA and it just sort of gives it like the extra level of, uh, of excitement. Right. So Absolutely. that's great. That's fantastic. I can't imagine how, how great of an experience that must've been for you, but, uh, bringing it back now to Niagara and back to Brock. Um, once you sort of wrap things up with hockey, you mentioned you got into sports performance at Brock, uh, and getting a little bit more into the, as you said, nerdy school side of things, you completed your master's at Brock in, uh, kinesiology. So what was that like for you? Uh, were you working at the time and sort of how did you strike that balance as well? Yeah, so I actually started my master's here when I was still 
trying to decide whether, um, so after, I guess to catch up to this point, after the world championship, uh, I was centralized for the Olympic team in 2014 for the Sochi Olympics. And I wasn't successful in, in making that team. I was one of the last cuts. So it was, that was a pretty um, point in time in my career because it was kind of another decision-making time point where it was, okay, do I commit and try for another quadrennial for the next Olympics 2018 or do I start my career? And this time I did decide to kind of start my career. But before I did that, kind of as I was waffling and making that decision, um, I actually, that's when I started my master's here because I, I figured I could do my master's and keep playing if I wanted to, if, that, if I ended up making that decision. Um, and I ended up not making that decision, but I'd already started my master's here. And it was actually a great thing to transition to because it gave me that distraction and it gave me a little bit of that structure because I didn't have hockey to, to keep me going. Now I was, I kind of just dove headfirst in, into my studies and it, it gave me um, something to hold on to. Um, the master's itself, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily thinking sport performance yet. I, I liked sports and I liked training, but uh, I didn't know what that looked like. Maybe that meant therapy school. I, I wasn't really sure. Um, but when I was doing my master's, there were a couple couple things that kind of led me toward strength and conditioning and coaching in particular. Um, the first was my thesis study. So my thesis study involved um, uh, some training of, of athletes. And so I, I happened to be training the hockey teams as participants in my, in my study. And I, I realized that I enjoyed that. I enjoyed being in the gym with the athletes and, and coaching them and, and designing programs and, and that those pieces. And then I started TAing as well. And uh, I realized that I really, really enjoyed teaching. And I found, you know, coaching is a lot like teaching uh, and, you know, being able to kind of teach athletes seems like a, a nice combination there. So that's kind of when I decided to pursue strength and conditioning. Yeah, that's awesome how it all sort of ties back. You can sort of tie in the, the academic stuff with the, the athletic stuff uh, in your case here. So I understand you're also working towards a PhD right now, which is pretty daunting I imagine you're about to you know have more degrees than a thermometer but what is that like for you uh, and what sort of research are you working on for that doctorate yeah the, the PhD it uh, kind of came up organically like I told you I'm pretty nerdy and I, I, I like school so uh, working at a university kind of affords you the opportunity to do um, continuing education if you so choose and um, with the PhD I'm able to do a part-time PhD where you know normally with a PhD you're you're doing your PhD full-time. But for me, I'm, I'm working full-time and I'm doing my PhD part-time. And the nice thing is because I'm you know, working so closely with athletes and collecting data on athletes, I can kind of use them as, as participants um, and, and use that data as part of my, uh, my PhD. And what I've decided to dive into is um, really breaking down uh, skating speed and, and trying to figure out what makes players fast and, and how to make them faster. So we do a lot of testing off the ice. We do a lot of testing on the ice. We can take up all, all these off ice metrics and um, do some statistics on them and, and try to figure out which of those metrics are the most predictive of what makes a player skate fast. And then once we kind of get those handful of things that are important for helping a player skate fast, well, let's train to improve those and see if the players get faster. So that's kind of what uh, what we're looking, looking at. And thankfully I've got, you know, 40 hockey players that I, I get to, use as guinea pigs to, to try stuff on. So that's kind of the, the process that we're looking at. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it sounds like you've really gamed the system here. You're, you're <laughs> completing all of your research as part of your career at the same time. So it's it's that's really the two for one deal, but that's, you know, that's the most important part of, of your academic studies, whether that be choosing an undergraduate degree or if you want to go into postgraduate research, it's just finding something that you're passionate about. And I'm sure 
everybody completing a master's or a PhD or what have you uh, would probably echo the same thing. But um, speaking on strength and conditioning, I know you've had a few other experiences sort of scattered around over the years that have helped get you where you are today. Uh, so what are some of those other uh, memories that stand out for you um, in your in your journey to towards where you are now? Yeah, I'm, I've been pretty fortunate from a coaching standpoint, uh, getting to work with a lot of different groups that, you know, I obviously work with their ones here at Brock. Uh, we have a, a relationship with uh, Ridley College here in town. Um, so they're a high school prep uh, program. So I'm able to work with the, the hockey teams there, which is, you know, from a development standpoint, just, you know, one step lower than university where we're kind of training those athletes to get them ready for university. Uh, and then through my um, experience with Hockey Canada as an athlete, I was able to begin with Hockey Canada as a staff member, uh, I think in 2017 or 2018. Uh, and I've been able to work with um, all of the women's programs. So with Hockey Canada, we've got an under 18 program, uh, a development program, which is kind of like university age. Uh, and then we've got our senior program, which is the, the, the team that you'll see playing the Olympics shortly. Um, and I've been able to work with all three of those programs, but uh, the U18 team, uh, I was able to win a world championship with those guys a few years ago um, in Japan, which was which was pretty special. Um, you know, getting to be on the other side of it, you know, I was able to win a, a gold medal as an athlete, but then kind of being on the coaching side of it and seeing what goes into it from a staffing standpoint, it's it was, uh, you know, a, a really, really special experience. And we had a, a great team of athletes and, and a great team of staff. Absolutely. That's incredible. I mean, I know we could probably sit here for two, three hours and talk about all your experiences. I find it all super interesting. I'm a sport management student myself, so I'm super interested in all the sort of behind the scenes stuff. I know you have a lot of great insights on that, but we are running short on time, but I do have a few little rapid fire questions to throw at you. Uh, so first one I got here, what's the most rewarding part of being a coach for you? Sort of big picture perspective. Oh, it's uh, I'd say it's just the people that you get to work with and the experiences you get to have. I'm fortunate, Brock, my uh, my colleagues, the other coaches that I work with, Steve, Dave, and Taylor, um, they're incredible. They, I love going to work every day because I get to just hang out with them. It's just you're hanging out with your friends. And then, um, you know, the, the athletes themselves are, you know, they're, they're there. They're, they show up every day no matter what kind of day that they're having and they're trying to get better. And then uh, we also run a pretty big internship program. So I get to do a lot of teaching uh, with our staff. And now that we've had a program for um, four or five years, now a lot of our staff are graduating, you know, you're writing reference letters, they're getting jobs. So it's it's cool to start to see it come full circle. Absolutely. And I'm sure you probably get to be at a, a lot of the, the games, the home games, the away games. So yeah. what would you say about Brock's uh, sort of fan base, the student fan base? Any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, it's been challenging these last few years, not kind of getting to feel that energy from our from our Brock student body and from um, you know, our fans, uh, we're excited to be able to kind of finish up the season, but, uh, you know, it's, it's something that's always been a part of, uh, of Brock sports is, is the fan base and from a hockey program perspective, you know, we've got the, the rink that's getting built on campus and, uh, all of the players, all the staff are incredibly excited to, to have that because we know that the student, um, support and the student engagement, um, for the hockey particularly is, is just going to blow up. Yeah, of course, that's very exciting, the, the new rink being built there. And then last question I have for you here, uh, speaking on your own experience as an athlete, as a student athlete, uh, and then now as a coach, what would be one piece of advice or a few pieces of advice that you'd offer for anyone interested in either being a varsity athlete or looking to coach in the future? 
Uh, I mean, if you're a varsity athlete, definitely time management is, is huge. Learning how to do that. Uh, if you're, if you're thinking of coaching in the future is just try to get any kind of type of experience coaching, whether it's coaching young kids, um, whether it's coaching your, your friends, whatever it might be, it's just, it's really just putting in hours and putting yourself in different environments where, you know, you're being challenged and you're getting a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and that's, you know, that's gonna, what's going to allow you to, to gain those skills to, to be a coach. Absolutely. Well, Vicky, that's all I had for you. Did you have anything else you wanted to add before we uh, sign off here today? No, not at all. Thanks a lot, Liam. I appreciate you having me. Awesome. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. Really interesting discussion and take care. Thanks for joining us. If you have any questions, you can contact us by email at futurestudent at brockyou.ca.